1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
2: to a brand new episode of but am i wrong starring two people who are always right and never wrong the burden that we carry oh it's it's the heaviest the head that wears the crown you know what i mean
4: i got a big noggin so it's primed for that why do i feel like i look like arthur right now
2: no you look like winnie the pooh that's what you
4: I was like, I look like some animated rotund character. (laughs) That is it.
2: Do you have pants on?
4: Yeah, now I do.
2: Okay, so you're not true Winnie the Pooh in it.
4: No, but hey, use your imagination, everybody. (laughs) Check the Patreon. Welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? We have so many wonderful things to discuss with you today. And our show is broken up into three different segments, but we will explain each of them before the respective segments. But something you should know is that this is not just an us, an us podcast. We 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 welcome audience participation. So we are going to be talking about all these different topics, and me and Melissa will both be saying who we think was wrong in the situation. But then you, our listeners slash viewers. You can also say who you think was wrong in the situation by heading on over to our Instagram story and voting in the polls that we put up. And we also love when you send a little response and say, like, why you voted the way you did or, like, what you think or whatever it is. Or if you're, like, the original writer and you have a little bit of an update or a clarification. And then we read all of those on our Friday episode. What is our Friday episode called again? The hmm. Friday. Of course, the national holiday in Biden's America. <laughs> This is a future liberals want. Have you seen the clips of him?
2: Recent clips where he's just talking shit to everybody?
4: I saw one in like a fan cam style edit and I was like, love it. But I need to like see what he was like. I need to like watch it in its entirety, not just like with a song in the background and like the fast zooms mm-hmm. and like, ding, ding. I was like.
2: He's pretty much when any right wing person is coming up to him on the campaign trail spewing nonsense. He calls them jackasses and says his bullshit and stuff, and he's like going in on them, like stating the facts. And, you know, what do they call him? Evil Brandon? His thing is let's go, Brandon. But now that when he is snapping back at people, they call him like evil Brandon. That's like Everybody what? Everybody is like, so creative. No, but like he's doing it. They he even had like a campaign shirt of him with red eyes glowing. <laughs> oh he's tweeted in on. It. I mean, not tweeting, uh, put it on Instagram. Yeah, he's in on it. And they put it on like his Instagram page in the stories. And I was like, what is this page? And then I'm like, this can't be the official Biden. No, it was.
4: You know, I have to say, I know a lot of the people who worked on the Elizabeth Warren like social team and then they went to the DNC mm-hmm. and then they un- worked for Biden. And I got to say, I love those bitches i love those bitches from day one. Uh-huh. And they've got some personalities, some creatives, and some funny fucking bitches there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if he's going to run, this is the way to do it.
4: Yeah. I'm taking it. Because it's what we have.
2: It's what we have.
4: <laughs> it's what we have. hmm Yep. There you go. Uh-huh. Well, this is going to be a wonderful and exciting show. So anything before we hop into our first segment? (gasps) Fantastic. Our first segment, if you didn't know, is called But Am I Wrong? Where Melissa and I each propose either a hot take, a rant, or a situation happening in our life past or present that we want to know if we are the hero or the villain in our story. But, you know, we're never wrong. Sometimes you might think we're wrong last week. People were anti. you. Melissa was anti. my Anti beetle. Anti me being anti beetle. You were anti me being anti beetle.
2: Mm-hmm. I was anti you killing beetles.
4: I want you to know that while Mots was tra- Mots was like, can you help me clean out? Like, can you hold the ladder while I try and clean out the gutters? Which we did the day before the day it was supposed to start raining. So too late. Um, and our ladder is too short. Um, he was doing one side of the house where he could, and the beetle flew up to me while I was holding I was like, beetle's trying to kill. The love of my life because and i literally because like,
2: you're trying to kill them it's the circle of life
4: it's like they're listening to me but i was like panicked and i was like i'm just deep breathing mom's like i'll get off the ladder like you can go inside i was like no it's fine it's fine it's fine and i tucked all of my hair into my shirt and i was just like yeah anyways
2: all right so we've tackled big printer big milk
4: <gasps> oh, big I'm kale
2: ready. who else is that the bigs the the big three that we've tackled.
4: Oh my God, the big three. It's like a football. <laughs> but now I'm
2: I'm coming through with number four. Big beverage.
4: Oh, <gasps> big bevy.
2: And this is a, a section of big beverage that has started to merge. Why? I don't know. Heart seltzer. Why? There's so many drinks that we think of as being non-alcoholic, but for some reason now they're all quote-unquote spiked. Some examples of this include coconut water, Mountain Dew, Fresca, Arizona iced tea, Sunny D, and Dunkin' Donuts, and even Monster, which why do you need to do anything extra monster?
4: We've, we've, I survived for a loco, barely. Why would you bring that back? Yes, So why is Big Beverage
2: now expanding so much into the alcohol spectrum? Well, obvious answer, capitalism, money. The whole thing gives me a big ick because they're trying to make drinking seem more casual, putting it in everyday beverages. And I don't like that. I don't think it's a good thing. And so going back to the capitalism part, Sales for heart seltzer and ready-to-drink canned cocktails were valued at nearly 10 billion in 2021 by the Grand View Research firm, which expects them to grow in double digits in the upcoming year. Side note fun fact, Mountain Dew was created in Tennessee and it used to be a clear lemon lime flavored drink that was mixed meant to like it was created to be mixed with bourbon. And it was called Mountain Dew because uh, it was a nickname for uh, moonshine on labels without saying outright that it was moonshine. And on the label, it said specially blended in the traditional hillbilly style. So if anybody's going to get a pass for crossing over, I'm going to give it to Mountain Dew in the same way. Mountain
4: Dew is not a casual beverage. As it sounds, yeah, as it's not a
2: casual <laughs> beverage, but like it gets a pass as yeah. a mixer to be in the same you know bottle, whatever, in the same way that I give Dr Pepper, since it was like created by a pharmacist. If they wanted to put on the label aids digestion, restores vim, vigor, and vitality, fine.
4: What about ginger
2: ale? Ginger ale does all those things, but I, the backstory. If we're gonna get into backstory of ginger um, ale, we just have to start with. You know, ginger, the root as a plant, mm-hmm. which yeah, it, it does thing. all those things. Exactly. So
4: fine, okay, cool, same page.
2: Um, it's when we start adding all the sugars and things, gets a little tricky there. But I think uh, ginger kills a lot of things. Without a doubt. And then you know, like if Coca Cola wants to start putting cocaine back in the Coke, whatever. Who am I to say? <laughs> Who am I? I don't do Coke, so doesn't no no dust off my shoulder, white, not my angel coke, dust. not my cocaine. <laughs> And so putting it in these drinks, it makes it more convenient. Back in my day, if we wanted to drink Sunny D and vodka, we'd actually pour it in a red solo cup. So you'd see how much Sunny D and vodka was going into it. The problem is like with these pre-made drinks, you don't realize how much alcohol you're actually taking in. And by the way, I actually hate Sunny D. Why is it so smooth? Like, why is it so smooth? (laughs) (laughs)
4: I don't think I've ever had it Is it like tang?
2: Tang has a little tang to it I want you to imagine orange juice and tang mixed together But like flat And then velvety smooth As it caresses your tongue Absolutely disgusting Like
4: the kind of smooth that like um, Hawaiian Fruit Punch has Where it like coats your whole mouth
2: No see Hawaiian Fruit Punch has more of like a sugary smooth
4: Is it like more viscous? Like thicker thicker? (laughs) It's thicker (laughs) Yeah No, that's awful.
2: And another problem with these drinks is they they're marketed as being like, quote unquote, healthier. And yes, they are lower in calories and carbs than beer. So you don't get as full. But that just causes you to drink more of it because you're not getting as full and then you're getting drunker quicker and you don't realize it. And again, the reason why they did all this was because of capitalism. The popular practice of avoiding calories and carbs was driving down the sale of beer for years. And so, after they analyzed this, that's why they started these seltzers and mixed canned drinks. At the same time, alcohol companies are vying to win back people under 30 who it's showing were consuming less alcohol than previous generations at that age. But then, COVID hit, coronavirus hit, and then there was a surcharge in these portable products that were already made because people weren't like going to bars and stuff. And again, because of the casual aspect of it, people are like, oh, it's nothing. I'm just having uh, a seltzer. People say seltzer Mm -hmm. a lot of times and leave out the hard part. Or I'm having a Sunny D that's been spiked. But why are we calling them spiked drinks too? It's not a cute name. And again, I may sound like an old person, but back in my day when you said a drink was spiked, that usually meant that mm-hmm. drugs were being put into your alcohol and they were used to, quite frankly, date mm-hmm. rape people. So
4: are we reclaiming this word? It just gross. Yeah. Like if someone told me like, oh, my drink is spiked, I would like knock it out of their hand and be yes. like, let's call the paramedics. And yes. Like, no, I just put vodka in it. And I'm like, did you put GHB in it as well? Like, what, what, ha- like, yeah.
2: So, alcohol related deaths in America have recently reached record highs. And some experts say that this is due to the concerns of these drinks that people, again, they don't realize how much they're drinking. Some people express worry that the convenience of the new products could reverse a long term decline in alcohol consumption. In young people. This was in uh, the New York Times. Another recent study shows that consuming even one alcoholic drink a day increases a person's risk for cancer and heart disease. And a scientist said that uh, alcohol research groups at the Public Health Institute in California recently supervised a study at college football games, and she describes her name is Pamela Trangenstein. Sorry if I mispronounced that. She said that White Claw heart seltzer cans covering the floor of the student section at the stadium, which wasn't people weren't really drinking at the stadium like this before. And then the carbonation sugar contents can make it taste like you aren't drinking alcohol, which messes a lot of people up. And I'm not saying don't drink, do whatever the F you want to do, but just be conscious of what you're consuming and at what rate you're consuming it.
4: Hey, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly and I wish there was like more education about like alcohol consumption. Cause like people have like such a misconstrued idea of like, like a lot of people think if they have a seltzer a night, like that's not as bad as having a shot of vodka a night. And like, they have this like hierarchy of different Mm -hmm. classifications of alcohol and like, you know, whatever. But yeah, like alcohol is a carcinogen. Like it's one of the, there are so many things that people talk about, like cutting certain things out of your skincare, cutting certain things out of like what all of these things that have not been directly tied to be a carcinogen they're like a possible carcinogen and then we have like one of the few things that is like proven to be a carcinogen and it's whatever but it's the marketing it's because of all of that fucking money and capitalism that we don't get to hear all of that stuff but yeah I do think the concept of having and I say this as someone who used to drink heavily and now no longer drinks that like I would not say that I was like (laughs) Arriving when I'm mixing my alcohol with water, like yeah, and like we're taking this behavior that is like relatively recognized as like not a good sign for people who are drinking and making that like the drink of choice mm-hmm. I'm very much with you on this whole thank you. Heartedly. for my, I would never have said this was a hot take until um some of the shenanigans that we have seen in the last weekend. My hot take is celebrities are not your friend. You're a stalker, go home. (laughs) (laughs) The absolute mental gymnastics one has to take to get to a point where they love a celebrity, a famous person so much, or they love celebrity not a specific one, the concept of the fame, the catching up and this absolute need that we have to be special, different than other people and to have these experiences and, you know, do, do it to say that you did it, like all of that kind of shit, that we, we start acting a complete and total fool to other real life people. And I think, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think we need to bring shame back I think people need to have more shame. And this past weekend, Jack Antonoff and Margaret Qualley got married in New Jersey. And I'm telling you right now, I didn't even know there were this many people in New Jersey. I think all of New Jersey showed up to stand outside because they found out that Taylor Swift would be attending this wedding. And how mortified I would be, because Lana Del Rey is also at this wedding. Zoe Kravitz, Channing Tatum, and all of them are looking at the thousands of people who have stood outside that are screaming for someone else's wedding day, screaming for Taylor Swift. Zoe Kravitz is giving them like the, just looking at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like in all of the yeah, pictures, just should. like, and the the shock and embarrassment that I would have, like, I just like want everybody to remember, like the feeling you would have. Imagine you're like w- walking into a room, You're it's like your friend's wedding and like you're excited to be there, but like, you know, you're like the friend from the other school. Like everybody knows about you, but like no one really knows you. And like, you know, you want to make a good first impression and you like trip and fall flat on your face in front of everybody. Like, that's what that is. <laughs> like, that's what you're too. It, it is just so fucking embarrassing. And you're alarming. Like the behavior is alarming. You're going to be on a watch list. And also, if I knew a friend who was there, I'm telling you right now, I would talk badly about you behind your back and to your face. Like, stop. You fuck. It's. And what do people think is going to happen? And being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you. I, I love you so much. Like, thank you. Like, do you want to come? Like, hop in the Escalade, girl. Like, let's go to Coldstone. Like, let's vibe out. Like, take me around. Show me Jersey. Like, you want to have a sleepover? Can I come to your house? Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? How do you think this is going to work? And it's just needs to be stopped. Like, it really needs to be stopped. And I also just think maybe, <laughs> maybe the solution is, that more people need to want to become famous and successful so you behave in a way that if you want to be if you want to hold higher office no because apparently now you can literally do whatever to get there but if Mm -hmm. you want to be a famous person or a successful person you can't do this because then this will come out so like maybe we need to make more people want to be famous so then they cannot do this like What? Where are we going with our life with this? Like, what's our future plan? Like, are we going to tell people this? Like, your grandchildren will find you embarrassing. Stop Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Like, Zoe Kravitz thinks you're fucking weird. Taylor Swift thinks you're weird. Taylor Swift's talking about you behind your back. Zoe Kravitz is giving you a fucking stink eye to your face. Crawl back to whatever hole you crawled out of. Stop it. New Jersey, stop it.
2: I went to a premiere of a film. That we've talked about previously, recently, before mm-hmm. everything shut down. And it was embarrassing how people lined up at the parking garage after. First of all, I left early because we—I me and my cousin <laughs> didn't feel like going to the after party. So we oh, left. the
4: cousin you hate.
2: <laughs> I do not hate Sonam. I just had a moment- momentarily blip Pretty in hard. my brain. And then I made a public apology about it. You know,
4: it's just funny.
2: But people were lined up thinking that she was coming out when we were coming out. She isn't any of the stars of that film. And then someone, because it was on the USC campus, so it's just like college students around, had a sign up on their porch that they made out of a sheet that... They got, I don't know where they got this paint from. I don't know. It was just paint. But it said, Margot Robbie, come have a drink with me. You really think that she's going to come? Stop? That the limo's going to stop and be like, yeah, that's somebody that I want to have a drink with. As he's sitting on his porch just waiting.
4: Married Margot Robbie's going to go to a 19-year-old's nasty-ass fucking college apartment and drink jungle juice. Yeah. And be like, and he's just sitting
2: on his porch waiting. What? Absolutely not.
4: Bring back shame. Mm hmm. Huh.
2: All right. We're going to take a break and we'll get back with, but are you wrong? Wonderful.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people
3: today.
2: In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love.
4: This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I I love, I love everything about it. So I'm so excited at, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, straight shot into that and something that book of the month
2: it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much.
4: Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already gonna love this plus we've been recommended this so many times Mm -hmm. so i uh, we we've already got fans in you try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for five dollars with code petals that is your first book five dollars at bookofthemonth.com using code petals
2: we're back from our break and we're going to get into but are you wrong and that's when y'all write in 300 words or less to butamirongpod at gmail.com and share your predicaments that you're in i-28 she her went on vacation with my boyfriend's family 31 he him We have been together a year and nine months. They rented a huge house with lots of bedrooms and my boyfriend and I were the only ones picked to sleep on the air mattress and had no private room or bathroom. I did not stay for the whole week as I had to leave for work. I also did not contribute money to rent the house. I understand that certain people, people who paid, people who have young kids and older people deserve a bed over me. My boyfriend's sister brought a friend who got her own room. She and her husband got a room and my boyfriend's younger siblings, 15 and 19, got a room. This configuration was decided by my boyfriend's sister. My boyfriend didn't say anything to her and so neither did I. I think among the seven of us who are younger slash without kids that we should have rotated the air mattress. I had a breakdown, which was hopefully hidden to everyone except my boyfriend. Once I realize I would not have a room to hide in, as being around his family makes me anxious. Am I wrong for thinking this is rude? If you didn't contribute money, did he contribute money? If no one can, if neither one of y'all contributed money, then I don't really think you have a say in what room you get in or where you get to sleep. Also, rotating mattresses—I don't think that that would work because one is everybody going to take their sheets to where they're going? No. And then nobody wants to just move all their stuff every night. And then also you weren't staying the whole time. So since you weren't staying the whole time, then you didn't have a permanent room to be in. So I don't think this is rude. But I do think when people go on trips that, you know, you should kind of pull to see where people stay if everybody is contributing equal money and staying the whole time.
4: I don't think this is rude because I also don't think this is, I think it, you're not being hosted there like i think like if you are someone invites you to their home and they're not good hosts then that i think like can be rude but this is in a sense that like a collaborative effort like it's not about you because you know the sister what would you say who decided it um the sister said my boyfriend's sister and your boyfriend didn't say anything to her and so neither did i so like That's This is like a him family kind of thing. So it seems like there is not enough rooms for everybody. And like Mm -hmm. that needs to be like expressed and conveyed so that either, you know, you you opt out or you find a place that's bigger to do so and like host this. But I I don't think it in itself is rude. Would I have enjoyed it? No, but I do think it's like on your boyfriend that this is his family if I was in your situation and I had no idea this was going to be like the circumstance, like I would feel like really uncomfortable. I would feel like maybe I like shouldn't have cut co- like, Oh, did like my, is this like tagging along? Like, should I not like, so I think it's on him to like clarify. So, you know what you're getting into before you arrive and then you can decide if you want to go you know, like with what the circumstances are. But I don't think that it's rude or a slight, because also you said like you're, her his sister brought a friend. My sister, my boyfriend's sister brought a friend who got her own room. And then you said, and she and her husband got a room. Cause I'm like, okay, well, the sister was the sister's friend gonna sleep with her and her husband? Like, right. like and the same thing, like, you know, kids and all of that stuff. Like the people who are paying and org and it seems like she planned this and organized that, which is also uh an aspect or a part of it. But I don't think it's rude per se, but I do think that like I wouldn't assume someone is cool sleeping in a communal room on an air mattress, you know, like unless they are tagging along and not paying. And it's like, yeah, you can totally come like this is what's here. But I wouldn't mislead them. So I do wonder how much of this is just uh, your boyfriend not being super communicative. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. Okay, next up. My partner and I had three pets, two cats and one dog up until recently. For the past year, the two cats have been honestly driving us crazy. They're pooping all over the house, ripping paint off the walls, keeping us from sleeping and generally driving us, trying to drive us crazy. We've had them for two years. And during the time, I've spent thousands of dollars with the vet trying to fix these issues. We've tried CBD, anxiety medication, changing their food using pheromones, literally everything you can imagine, as well as multiple vet, visit, vet visits to determine if there was a health problem. At this point, my partner and I are both crying every day from the stress they cause, and we can't go into our own kitchen slash living room because they poop everywhere, including on my partner at one point. So am I wrong for rehoming them by working with a local shelter? Many of our friends are trying to make us feel guilty, but I don't know if I think an animal is worth our mental health when they could be happier elsewhere. P.S. The final solution from the vet was to make them outdoor cats, which I don't feel comfortable with because there are a lot of coyotes here, but the shelter says they can find them a home. Well, I think you wrote into this podcast because you know that you're talking to two people who are not cat people. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, I think that when the options of like, I understand that like a lot of people are like very anti rehoming pets, but when the options are you rehome a pet or you become like a neglectful neglectful pet owner and if you can't handle a pet and it's not a good experience I think the solution should be you know getting that pet to someone who has the ability the time the energy the money whatever to do that or just a lifestyle that fits that better and if anyone's like oh well like that's lazy and boring I mean not lazy boring. if that's like like, lazy you're not trying hard enough and like you know it's a lifelong responsibility like you need to like step up I think like you've gone above and beyond you've tried absolutely everything you're not comfortable with the outdoor cat aspect of it which is also very fair because that can be very traumatic because it ends the same in a lot of ways but also i think that even if you didn't try everything and you were at the end of your rope regardless of like how quickly you reach the end of your rope i also think it would be be fine there like i don't think that like living creatures are lessons for us to like learn and grow and do better like i I I just, I don't believe that. I don't believe that with kids either. Like, if you are not capable of giving them what they need, then you find a way to become capable of giving them what they need or finding someone else who is capable of giving them what they need. I don't think it's a moral failing at all.
2: No, because you want the animals to be in the best possible situation and you can't provide that. You can no longer provide that. And it doesn't seem like they get along with y'all and or each other. And so yeah. they don't want to be there either. I'm not trying to no. be mean, but like this isn't the right environment for them. And so they need to be in a better environment for themselves. And if the shelter can help with that, terrific. You know that it's not going to, the animals aren't going to like go to a bad place. So yeah, 100% do what you need to do for you and for the betterment of the pets. And don't yeah. let other people try to shame you, and if they feel so bad, then they should take the pets
4: themselves then yeah i I do always wonder when people get like so- a- anti that I'm like, are you giving your pets the best possible home like or is this like a sense of you can't admit like failure, and there's like a cons- like a consequence there like it's just when like there's other lives involved I'm just if you know you cannot do it then no matter how much you want to do you know what i mean like you have to have that in you and if you do not have that in you at that time it, you don't it's not worth it to just but you know i'm also not i don't want to say anything like the worst i'm not like a huge huge animal person um that's because i got attacked by a dog when i was a young child and then uh tormented by my cat um but i think Part of the reason like my pets were so bad was because like the home the environment was not good either. You know, it's mm-hmm. like not fair to any party in that. So and I don't have any statistics, but I should just let you know that my cat was an outdoor cat and he weighed like 35 pounds. And he was so evil and scratched my head until I woke up with blood trickling down my face after he butted my bedroom door in. And then he made eye contact with me, this beady yellow eyes. As soon as he knew I was awake, hissed all over me so
2: you've told this story enough i don't need to hear it again. i
4: just need everyone to know that he was an outdoor cat so i don't know if that's connected i used to bring oh uh, yeah yeah not a good time he's dead though i think goodbye <laughs> he
2: can be the oldest ass cat ever if you're still alive
4: <laughs> nine lives
2: all right we're gonna take another break and when we get back we'll get into but are they wrong <laughs> we're back but are they wrong Because when we nominate somebody who is the absolute worst of the week the rachel of the week spoiler they're always wrong i want to give a content warning for transphobia Schaefer smith is my nomination for the week and you're probably wondering who is that well you probably know them better as neo the singer songwriter And he's been out here spitting a whole bunch of hate. So he has seven children and spoke for several minutes during an interview where he someone brought up like raising your kids or whatever. And he said, I have no issue with LBG. I have no problem with nobody. You love who you love. You do what you do. But I don't know if you realize some letters that he left out, mainly the T part. And so he condemned parents who affirm their child's gender identity, saying he grew up with only two genders and claim he's got no problem with people identifying as they wish. But it becomes my business when you try to make me play the game. What game? Your guess is as good as mine, but deeply transphobic. And then he continued to say, I personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman and there was two genders and that's how I rocked it. You could identify as a goldfish. If you feel like it, I don't care. That ain't my business. It becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm going to call you a goldfish. But if you want to be a goldfish, you be a goldfish. We live in a weird time, man. We do. I feel like parents have forgotten what the role of a parent is. If your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl, and you just let him rock with that, he's five. If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. When did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make life-changing decisions for themselves? What, when did this happen? I don't understand. And the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Psychology Association all agree that gender-affirming care is not dangerous for trans youth, and in most cases, it's highly beneficial and life-changing. Gender-affirming care for minors may focus on gender expression, publicly changing pronouns and names, and using puberty blockers, which delay permanent physical changes, while the patient decides how they want to proceed with their transition. In later teen years, well-established patients may begin gender-affirming hormone treatment. So then later, after he got so much backlash, Neo came out and said deepest apologies to anyone he hurt with his comments, only to clarify his apology hours later, saying he's not sorry for having an opinion, just the hurt feelings. Keep in mind also that Neo has cheated on women that he's been with and the children,
4: seven children that he had
2: are with, I believe, three different mm-hmm.
4: women. And if it's about a, grew up with a mom and a dad or in your case, mom, 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 dad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: And Moyetta Shaw Carter, mom of two of his kids, told TMC that she's fully aware of the things the singer has recently said about the transgender community. And while she hurt his opinion. She said those views are his in all capital letters. And she tells told TMZ that she stands with the LGBTQ plus community. So at least some of those children are being raised with good values. So fuck you, Neil.
4: Just like, you're so obsessed. Like, you're literally obsessed. It's creepy. Stop. Like, mm-hmm. you're obsessed with other people's genitalia other people's gender identity and like you're tying it all to their genitalia like you're obsessed with other people like leave people alone yeah. why do you-, you don't know them you don't care like you've got a job and you have lots of kids you've got shit to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get a Go hobby a song. build a birdhouse ride a bike like something get out of other people's business it's losery losery as fuck Beyond like dangerous, obviously, like yeah. awful and everything He's like he's wrong. It's just also shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of someone who should shut the fuck up, I would like to present my nomination. And let me just say before we get into this to the white Europeans who follow me and follow this podcast. This is not a dialogue for you to engage in. To play devil's advocate. The devil doesn't need an advocate. And the, the pattern that some white Europeans actively participate in, a lot of you can also accidentally get caught up in this, you know, being obsessed with making fun of America and saying things are not that deep and Americans are, this is, no, you're reading too much into all of these kinds of things while staying firmly planted in our 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 business and to that i would then say there are problems everywhere in the world and you can focus on problems that are happening you know where you are but when someone brings up something specifically american and is incredibly insensitive about it you do then not get to be like americans are so sensitive about an american topic that a british person brought up so I would like to nominate Madeline Argy. She's a huge ticker talker. She also just signed with Alex Cooper from um, Call Her Daddy. She's launched her own podcast network, which the um, streets of Reddit are telling me she named after she called it unwell, which is like the trademark and phrase that the other girl from Call Her Daddy like started and coined and then got kicked out. So lawsuit, maybe. Who knows? So she signed this girl to like do a podcast. She's huge everywhere. Her name is Madeline Argy and I saw this on TikTok because this account tweeted this saying this video has been pissing me off for 24 hours and I played the video and to wrap my head around this is like the content that people make in the sense that like you thought this was a good idea and you thought this was funny and I'm going to tell everyone at the end like what I think is the actual truth of what happened. Okay. Well, it's from Madeline Argy. (laughs) I'm gonna, it's just, yeah. I've am yeah. told like 100 people that I want to live in a sundown town when I grow up because I didn't know what the fuck that was. I thought that they were like the tiny little American towns like stars hollow from or like from when it's like it doesn't exist on a map for some reason. Like the cute American towns where there's like literally 20 people and they will drive pickup trucks. That's what I thought a sundown town was. I only learned this year off of this app that that is very much not what a sundown town is. Why have cute name if not cute? Do you know what I mean? She's giggling the whole time. She's smiling the whole time. She's talking about this. And here's the thing. If you are British, you are not from America, and you don't know what a sundown town is, that's okay. That's totally okay. It is an American term. If you are American and you only learned what the term sundown town was in the recent years, or if you've never heard of the term, that's also okay. Depending on where you grew up, the history textbooks that you were taught, the people that you surround yourself with, your family, everything, you might not know the name. You might know the concept. You might not know. what the name of it is. But there is no, no way <laughs> that you have heard the term sundown town without the definition. It's not a phrase. It is a meaning of something. And that something, which she neglects to say in the video as she's laughing about this, making a TikTok about how she just learned what it is after telling hundreds of people that she wanted to grow up in one. is a sundown town is a town where when black people are out after dark, you will be murdered in public.
2: And no one cares.
4: No. And it's a known thing of being like, stay away. This is not a a, a thing that has miraculously disappeared. There are still times you will see people. And probably the way that most people have seen this on an app is people commenting on other people who are talking about travel things or whatever and giving people advice like stay like this is a sundown town. Stay away from a lot of them are really fucking small towns. This is not a go to the library and get a directory of these locations and these places. Like, it's not that. And nothing pissed me off more because you did not hear what this term is without this. Did not bring up Sundown Town. You did not hear the term Sundown Town in a, in a TV show about a mother-daughter duo. You, you didn't. That's not reference. If you heard about a Sundown town, it's in a very specific context about murdering Black people. So context clues there alone will let you know what it is. So the amount of people who are who even responded to me, but who are responding to other people being like, well, I mean, like, yeah, I had no idea what it was like. I've heard people talk about it and I was like, OK, what was the context like, like that Jason Aldean song? I go, so a racist context. Do you not think that then you would not immediately go, I want to live there. Let me tell hundreds of people I want to live there. And like, this is going to be all cute like these other towns, which, again, there is no connotation towards the other things that she mentioned being like a cute little town. No one, even racists do not describe a sundown town as a sundown town in the sense of like oh it's like a cute little thing they're being like oh like we're racist are you also racist would you like to murder black people who are here like it's even in the people who are the worst of the people who are proponents of the sundown they use the term because it has a meaning it's not identifying the town it's identifying what they're doing at that moment in that town so here's what i do not think that this actually happened I don't believe that she heard the term and thought this and she told all these people and she told people she wanted to live there without ever having looked it up and did all of this. I think she heard the concept on TikTok and thought, wow, that sounds like like she said, why cute name if not cute meaning? I think she heard the concept on on TikTok and she thought, but that sounds like it should be something cute. How funny of a joke would it be if I pretended that I thought this? So she then eventually removes the video takes it down, uploads her apology. And her apology is essentially being like, I had no idea. And like, I didn't even know these were like still a thing. Like, I really didn't know. And then none of it's like really an apology at all. It's just like, I'm dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like really dumb. And then her caption of that video is, hope you're okay. Who? Good question. And she's treating this like, oh my gosh, like Americans, like not everybody knows everything about you. And I'm like, on the... Off chance you are truly that dumb that you heard something one time in passing in a racist context you extrapolated that and went la 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 for the entire context and you decided to make up all of what what it actually was or you miss whatever it is the second you find out the real meaning you are not riddled with shame and embarrassment you instead make a TikTok absolute insanity truly insanity and people are being like it's okay girl like i had no idea and all these british people are like you can't expect us to know what every american name means and i go i don't expect you to know that that's why i also don't think she knows she didn't like you don't hear about this like this isn't a thing that happens and like truly girl, like just own up like this was a bad joke and it's one of those things like if you want to say like, oh i misheard this like me kiosk kazoic haha funny no harm no foul there but like this is not, I think you thought you were making a joke and a fun play on words, but it is not that. And you're so deluded and delusional that you think racism is something that only exists in America. And then you're like, ha ha, this will be a funny thing because like, it's American.
2: And also if you got out of it, that it's a small town, there's no way you didn't get the rest of the context from it. There's absolutely no way.
4: Pickup trucks in a small town, I go, well, you got two things checked off right there. Fucking I, liar. And it just pisses me the fuck off and the amount of like white europeans and specifically british people who are like well no you know it's like and it's like well if you heard it in passing i'm like stop defending this because again in this hypothetical situation you think it's more likely for this very like all of these things to have gone perfectly aligned versus that she was made a joke that was completely racially insensitive because she thinks she's detached from that because she thinks it's an american thing Like, why do you think the other is more likely? Like, a lot of people have this whole thing of, like, Americans need, like, think everyone needs to know everything about America. I'm like, no, I don't. But then don't come and, like, claim and start using one of our fucking terms like this and use it for a joke. Like, fuck right off with that shit. So, like, people being like, well, I overheard one time, like, on a bus, some, like, old people that uh they couldn't believe Sundown Town still existed. And I assumed it was, like, an elderly community with, like, a curfew. And I was like, and then did you go around and tell people that you, like, wanted to live there? Like,
2: when we can literally look up anything that we don't know the meaning to in two seconds, that's not an excuse. Like you no. might've heard it. You might've heard that, but then look at it. And no old person is saying that because anybody that lived through that is still living through it. Cause they still exist. Literally my mom went to, she went to college, same place I went to the college university of Arkansas. And so when we moved back, and we were looking for a house to stay. Our realtor was like, let's go look in Springdale. And my mom was like, absolutely not. There was a sign that literally said, no Negroes after it's sundown. So after sunset. And this was in the early 80s. And she was like, we're not going to look. And the woman was like, no, it's changed. Like, really? But it had changed. It's not the same anymore. Um, and that's where I went to high school and everything. But it's just like those things, they still exist. And when they exist, They're either still existing or it was recent history where it didn't exist anymore. Yeah. So they know that they exist. So stop making up stories. Yeah. And who are these old people? They're not that old.
4: So like this girl who was saying this, though, she was in my like Twitter replies and I'm like, I believe your story that you heard older people saying that like, what, how old these like old and you like, oh, it's about like a whatever. And then you moved on with your your day or whatever. But like you either you didn't then decide that you want to live there and you came up with this idea of what it was without ever researching it and then make a TikTok about it. Like, I believe that some people have never, like, I didn't hear about the term Sundown town for years. And then it's like, okay, then you hear about it, like, you hear about it in the context and there's other people, like, I'm sure you've overheard someone talking about it and maybe context clues, you know, it's definitely, like, not a good thing. And you looked it up or you didn't look it up or you've heard it in a, like, you've heard it in a country song and you're able to be like, okay, cool. So like how this is put here is, you know, it's, it's a commentary. There's an artist who made a response song to Jason Aldean and it is, it is about sundown towns and it's like, you made a song about lynching. Let's talk about it. You can figure it out from the context clues, even if you hear it in passing, unless you hear it so quickly in passing, then you don't even remember the term. Like you're not going to even, it's not going to register in your brain but it's certainly not going to become like a vision board for your life to tell hundreds of people and like that's mm-hmm. hilarious and then you're explaining to those people what that is and then nobody's correcting you you don't have like a teacher there who's like overhearing what you're saying you don't have kids then like who then go to their parents and say they want to live it like you should be mortified bring back you shame. don't have
2: you don't have a producer on this big ass network that after they did this and they looked it up, they were like, mm, let's just not put that in here. This is what no, it's this just, is. It's
4: not even on our podcast. It's just like her in her room, like laughing. Oh, okay. But like, she's got millions of fucking followers. And then for her, your response, like the, the caption to be like, hope you're okay. Who? Hope you're all safe. Heart That's hand. the same thing as like, go touch
2: grass. Like, it's the same feeling, which I hate that saying too.
4: It makes me so mad. Like, if you want, <laughs> like... British people, if you think Americans are, like, so over whatever, get out of our fucking business. Do not get in our business and then police the response to you talking about, like, fuck run off. Mm -hmm. Makes me so, oh my god, just a, anyways. All right, well, that's the end of the episode. We hope you all enjoyed, and as always, please vote. We will have all of those up as soon as possible. And my as soon as possible might be a little different than yours as soon as possible, so we'll see when those go up. I'm going to like you know, I think I'm going to go to Brain Camp and I'm going to like start. Next week we're
2: recording on Thursday, so you have a little bit more time.
4: Perfect. So we'll see. Amazing.
2: I just had to make sure you were alive yesterday because it's very rare when you just go radio silent on social media and not texting me at all in a day. So I was like, let me make sure that this bitch is alive.
4: I pooped like I like 90 times yesterday. Good for you. But I'm yeah I'm recovering from my my Saturday, which you can hear about and see you next Tuesday if you missed that. So stay tuned tomorrow for Fisting Friday. Well, you will hear he will he- where you will hear the results from last week's episode. Of but am I wrong? Follow us on socials and you can send us topics you want to talk about on next week's episode. If you're going to send videos or anything like that, please provide context before we decide if we're going to open them or not. You're wonderful and you're amazing, unless you're not wonderful and amazing. And that's okay, because we're not all wonderful and amazing every day. Put that on a shirt. All right. (laughs) We'll circle back. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And
2: me, Melissa Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
4: Post-production by
2: Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.